0: And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be tossed into the void of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or remembered for all of human history. Uh, My name is Steve, and with me is a man who was kicked out of the A-Team because he refused to wear a leather vest. It's... (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's via hell how are you doing steve I, it, you know i was actually kicked out of the a-team because i refused to fire a gun and not hit anybody with the bullets uh, <laughs> wow
0: you're just too vicious for the a-team uh, you're more of a <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. a young blood type of guy
1: <laughs> yeah 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 the, the a-team have a lot of guns a lot of explosives. And they want to use them against people but not hurt right them, uh, i mean uh, the there's a lot time. of that
0: going on in the 80s i feel like uh the gi joe in the cartoon they kind of have that uh policy or problem is it a are they doing it on purpose like who knows
1: <laughs> is it a is it, is it a problem that people aren't dying i, I mean <laughs> is that what you're if saying? you're a military
0: group and the opposition like isn't perishing then yeah I'd say it's probably a problem. <laughs> but
1: the uh it's funny too because gi joe didn't they use uh they used like lasers because um they didn't want like bullets being fired because it's a kid show yeah
0: oh that's exactly well the um gi joe had the blue lasers cobra had the red lasers and they just flew left and right and they never hit anyone unless you're watching the um the movie i think a few people got uh taken down in that Uh, But if you read the Marvel comics, which are excellent, uh, there's actual death and bullets and real guns in that. Uh, Well, you know, as real as, uh, you know, three color comic can make them. Uh, But uh, to those of you uh, joining us uh, today, we are discussing a uh, random episode of uh, the A-Team. Well,
1: not not, not random per se. No, I was
0: going to follow that up with it falls in line with our... uh, with Thanksgiving, with our uh, Thanksgiving content right. that we are bringing to you all through the month of uh, November, and uh, yeah, I mean, and it's a great excuse to talk about the A team anyway, because of course they're uh, they're not very obscure. Although,
1: yeah, I mean, the- what's up? They did have like a movie, a reboot movie, out like a few years ago, but I, I it didn't do well, no, right? No, I was going to so, ask I mean... what
0: you, did you see it? Uh, what did you? No. Know? Oh, it's good. It's actually good. Is it? I went and saw it in the uh, theater, and yeah, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. I was pretty disappointed that it didn't do well, and everybody is good in it. <laughs> Even Curtis Rampage Jackson playing uh, Mister T. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's good. And I mean, of course, you've got. Liam Neeson as Hannibal and uh, Bradley Cooper as Face and God, I can't remember who played Murdoch, but um, but yeah, everybody, it's it's a really fun movie. I suggest you check it out and uh, you obscurians uh, check it out. You won't be disappointed. Um, but uh, yeah, so what's uh, what? All right, so you missed the movie. Uh, what's your uh, history yeah. with the show? Were you a fan back in the day? Oh, uh,
1: man, I remember I remember watching the A-Team back in Puerto Rico. Um, So, like, I, I don't remember, like, a lot of it, per se, because I was so young. I would have been, like, six or something like that. But I distinctly remember watching it, and I want to say either me or, or maybe it was my brother had uh, some of the A-Team toys. I think we had the van. Oh, yeah, I, think uh, I did, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was definitely, like, a fan of the A-Team. And I know we're going to talk about it later, too, but, like, that theme song is so, like, iconic. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, what about you? What's your... Oh, I mean,
0: this show started in uh, 1983. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, I was born one year before the A-Team was ever on the air. So, uh, sure, yeah, I was a fan. I mean, it's kind of part of that family of... um, Hey, we've got a cool vehicle shows, kinda like Knight Rider. <laughs> right, right. And uh, and yeah, like I'm pretty sure I had the Hot Wheels version. Oh crap. Um we just lost you hell, everyone. No,
1: I'm I'm here. I'm oh. Here. Oh, I accidentally hit the uh mute video <laughs> button. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. We were
0: uh, having problems with Skype before we started here, so I thought, um, you know, QAnon was uh, once again, uh, you know, they got, <laughs> they got wind of our Cubert episode, you know, talking about their their plans and their propaganda. Yep. and They were trying to take down Obscurity now, but they so, failed.
1: Cubert twenty twenty four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's select him into something. Yeah, <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs>
0: Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I love the show now who as a child, do you remember who your favorites were or who your favorite was of the 18?
1: Um, it was probably, uh, Mr. T I would think. Uh, but I do remember liking Murdoch or at least that's like, those are like the two that I rem that stood out the most to me that I like always remembered. Because uh, you know they're 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 kind of like the the zanier characters,
0: right? Of course. Oh yeah, Mr. Although T-
1: Hannibal, man, <laughs> I I just. I just didn't realize as a child how fucking unhinged Hannibal is as a human being.
0: I'm so glad uh, you mentioned him, and we definitely need to mention uh, mention George uh, Pappard, who's the actor who plays Hannibal, because I think a lot of Hannibal was basically just who he was behind the scenes. Oh, really? Uh,
1: I I know nothing about the
0: Oh, no. Oh, well, all right. When we get to the the cast area, yeah, we'll definitely have... uh, some uh some talk about uh, George Papard. um but uh okay. but yeah I'm uh, definitely with you there I was a Mr T Mr T gets you in the door and then you realize that Murdoch is hilarious of course um you know when you're like 6 you don't really care too much about Hannibal or face because they're just like you know regular dudes like I mean
1: yeah they, they, they seem like like responsible adults but uh but they're clearly I mean, not <laughs>
0: especially not Hannibal oh my god like
1: I don't I don't think you end up in something like the a team if you're responsible Oh
0: well I mean according to you know the opening monologue of the previous seasons because it's uh absent in this season which is
1: yeah yeah I was not expecting which that. is
0: the fifth season if anyone's counting uh yeah they you know they explained that it wasn't their fault they were framed for a crime that they uh, did. Right. Right. So, you know, then you join up with your other b- army buddies and go underground and help people solve their problems. I mean, it's just th- as you do, <laughs> Steve, as you do. I mean, it's written. It's practically written in the Bible. that That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And, and that book is 100% accurate and infallible. So,
0: <laughs> Just like one uh, George Pappard, uh, basically.
1: <laughs> who else do we want to alienate on today's show?
0: <laughs> well, um, I mean, if you're A-Team fans, oh, well, oh, that reminds me. Um, we are missing one important thing here. Bam, there's the chat. So uh, uh, if you're joining us live, now we can see your hilarious comments because uh, I forgot to turn yes. it on. Uh, all right. Are you ready to delve a little deeper into uh, the eight? A- oh, wait, no. Before we get any further, I want to know, do you have any plans for Thanksgiving this uh, this year?
1: Uh, not really. I need to find out what my parents are doing. <laughs> uh, the,
0: the parents <laughs> that you so desperately love.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving is not really like a big deal to me. And I don't know if that's because uh, I'm Puerto Rican but uh, yeah, it's not like a huge, huge deal for us. But what? What about you, Steve? You're you're the family man. You're the one spreading your seed. Uh,
0: I don't think it's gonna spread any further anytime soon. But uh, but now nah, we're going.
1: Oh, there's pills for that. <laughs> Maybe we can get Blue yeah. Chew as a sponsor. Oh, I was just
0: about to jump into that. Oh man. <laughs> um, now nah, we're going to uh, the Sandy's one remaining aunt because the other one uh, fled back to the Philippines. Not fled, but she she went back there. We're going to wow. be going to her house, and I'm sure it'll be a nice mix of uh, uh, Southeast Asian and American cuisine, just like it was last year. Um, so, oh, that actually sounds pretty. Yeah, cool. no, it will be. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like Thanksgiving because it's all of the food and none of the forced gift giving of Christmas.
1: <laughs> ah, that's that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point.
0: So, speaking of gifts, are you ready to give the gifts of information about the A team?
1: Uh, Oof! That transition was something. Uh, Yeah, I am. I am ready. (laughs) Welcome to your feature presentation.
0: As we said, this is season five, episode eight of the A Team. You can watch the 18 on, uh, 18, a team on a uh, Tubi. And I don't know about you, but man, I thought it looked pristine on there. I mean, I haven't watched an episode of 18 <laughs> and for probably since the eighties or maybe early. Yeah. 90s. I thought it looked great. How about you?
1: Yeah, I don't know if they remastered it at some point or something, but uh, yeah, it looked really, really good. Really, really sharp. Yeah, I'm
0: guessing they uh, did a digital transfer.
1: They must have the masters or something. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. The masters, yeah.
0: yeah, it's uh, called Family Reunion, so make sure you watch it on Tubi, uh, or if not, just join us as we spoil the hell out of this. And uh, the A-Team actually ran for five seasons from 1983 to 1987, 97 episodes and uh, it premiered January 23rd, 1993, and as we mentioned, there's a one-feature film. And now for this episode, uh, it premiered November 18th, 1986, just like our past couple of shows that we watched, uh, you know, right there in November, ready for uh, for Thanksgiving. And I think it's funny that we seem to keep uh, showing up for uh, the, the 80s to talk about these uh, Thanksgiving shows, uh, because we have...
1: Yeah, that's back when Thanksgiving was was a real man, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know we wasn't wearing a skirt like this new Thanksgiving. We, we make uh, Thanks, Gen Z, we Thanksgiving. gotta make
0: Thanksgiving great again, you know.
1: <laughs> oh God, <laughs> okay. you know you were thinking
0: it, uh, but uh, uh, here is a, a case you've been living under a rock, or maybe you're just uh, young. Here is a, a serious synopsis <laughs> for uh, for the eighteen. Four Vietnam vets, framed for a crime they didn't commit, helped the innocent while on the run from the military. And uh, the synopsis for this particular episode is as follows. On Thanksgiving, General Stockwells orders the A-Team to reunite a wanted criminal... AJ Bancroft with his daughter Ellen within 24 hours. In return, Bancroft will provide evidence that could bring down half the crooked politicians in Washington. And I'm going to go ahead and cut it off there because they like the synopsis is so long and there's uh, spoilers in it as well. Uh, So yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot that happens in this episode. Like this is a densely packed episode. It is.
0: And I would say it's a bit deeper than your average. a-Team episode, because one of the members of the A-Team, we actually, you know, find out about their past, more or less, and that's not something, yeah. uh, I mean, I remember seeing a lot of back in the day, but of course, it's been, like, t- 20 years. I like,
1: yeah. yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, when's the last time you even watched an episode of the A-Team? Like,
0: I'm sure, I remember when FX first became a thing, they used to run episodes of A-Team on there. And that was pr- probably at like my grandmother's house when I was bored. Just turn on FX and uh, watch an mm-hmm. episode of the A Team. Uh, how about yourself?
1: I mean, I I imagine that I haven't seen an episode of the A Team since like the early '90s, maybe even the late right. '80s. I'm right there with um, you. So yeah, I mean, I haven't seen this maybe like in what 30 years or something.
0: <laughs> well, that's why well, we <laughs> feel.
1: feel. Feel very old. <laughs> uh, time is
0: passing, old chum. You just can't turn on the old rabbit ears anymore and see a bunch of guys hanging around a vehicle solving crimes. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Back when men were real well, men, riding around in a van right, together. Instead,
0: you have to, I guess, turn on a Fast and the Furious movie where they just use family as an excuse to like rob people. I don't know. It's just not the yeah. same.
1: It's it's if it's a if you do it with your family, yeah, it's, it's it not is a for crime. family.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, uh, the director of this episode is one James Darren, and, uh, he's actually a a writer as well. And he directed and acted on the following shows, some of which we've already covered one being known as renegade, um, favorite silk stockings, the one for adults, not for kids. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, he directed an episode of the nowhere man, a show we're going to cover someday. Um, Walker, Texas Ranger, nice. and he acted on an episode of, wait for it, Star Trek Deep Space Nine.
1: Hmm, nice. So you're already making the Star Trek connection. Well, Steve, don't sound the alarm because there are other I, Star Trek uh, I
0: figured actors. you'd find uh, someone lurking around. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the uh, writers here, we've got a three-headed writing team. And the first is one of the creators of the show, uh, one Frank Lupo, and he wrote and created uh, the following shows: Riptide, Hunter, uh, Werewolf, which I've never heard of, Wise Guy, and he wrote and he wrote one episode of the original Battlestar Galactica.
1: Mm. Which um, oh, that's interesting.
0: Yep. Have you ever even seen the Cause, original?
1: Because uh, dirt. Yeah, I watched the first episode. <laughs> um that was enough (laughs) that was all i needed i mean it it was not bad but it's very different from the reimagining but i was just going to say dirk benedict the actor that plays templeton this guy has so many names they call him templeton they call him face Face. they call him face man they call him peck but anyways dirk benedict (laughs) was in the original battlestar Galactica. i think he was starbucks
0: absolutely so uh the next writer is also the creator one, uh, Stephen J. Cannell, and we've uh, already reviewed a couple of his shows, uh, including the aforementioned uh, Renegade, and uh, everyone's favorite, not only TV show of all time, but also episode of Obscurity <coughs> Now, uh, Marker. Uh, he also ah, yes. wrote and created Silk Stockings, Greatest American Hero, Rockford Files. I mean, the guy's a legend. Like... Uh, We could talk forever about Stephen J. Connell, and a lot of his shows are awesome. So just lucky guy. And the last writer is one uh, Stephen L. Sears. There's a lot of Stevens in this writing team.
1: Oh, you must be excited.
0: (laughs) Oh, I am. Uh, Yeah, he also wrote Riptide, uh, Xena, Warrior Princess, and a show that uh, I barely remembered that we should definitely check out. Did you ever watch an episode of The Highwayman?
1: No, I don't think I've even uh, heard of it.
0: <laughs> it's uh, one of those vehicle shows. I don't really remember much of a premise. He's like a, a lone dude, and he's got like a truck, like it's like a, the size of a semi. The top of it is like a helicopter, up, like it trans, like the, it de, like detaches and becomes a helicopter. And in the back of a truck is a badass car. <laughs> So, wow. I mean, it, 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 that's what you need to fight crime, right there. Um, oh yeah, yeah, of course, of and course. That, uh, do you remember that um, Australian guy that was at all the Energizer commercials? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You do? Really?
1: Vaguely, he's yes. in it.
0: He's in the Highway Man. Wow. Uh, he's like the um, the sidekick or, or partner, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we got to add that to the list. But
1: anyway, so the pro- so this this sounds like the answer to like the worst. Trivial Pursuit question, ever. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, it is. 100%. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the production companies were Universal Television and Stephen J. Cannell uh, Productions. And uh, I've got hmm, the uh, music uh, like composers here, but we'll save that for when we're actually talking about the theme. Why don't you tell us some of the thespians who brought this episode to life?
1: Sure. Um I'm not going to go over the guest stars in detail cuz th- there's a lot of people uh on the show, but we got to at least go through the A team. There's George uh Peppard mm-hmm. uh who you mentioned he plays John Hannibal Smith. Um and oops, where did my little page on him go? Um he didn't have a lot of acting credits compared to some of the um other people on the cast. Like there's some people that have like 100, 200 Acting credit, some of the guest stars. Um, but uh, George Pippard, uh, I really don't know him from anything else besides the A-team. He stopped. His last thing he did was a guest spot on uh, Matlock in 1994.
0: <laughs> Followed by what? His demise? Followed by his death on May 8th, <laughs> 1994. They, well, let me tell you a little <laughs> something about George Peppard, And I, I learned this while I was doing research for this. He's basically one of the, I like, he was a huge actor, like, back in the 50s, like, on, like, a George Clooney uh, level, uh, basically. And But mm. apparently, he's also a giant asshole to work with. He's had, like, yeah. uh, five wives. He's got that
1: kind of face. He's got that face.
0: Oh, yeah. And, um... And basically you know i'm sure he was one of those guys who was like oh tv but he like mismanaged his money he like bought a ranch or something and like didn't know how to run it and he just got a reputation for being a guy who was uh hard to work with and it was actually written in his uh, contract for the a-team that if he was fired from the show for being a uh, difficult <laughs> Then he would basically okay. ruin his career. He would be blacklisted, uh, basically.
1: And uh, <laughs> wow, how, how do you uh, get that written in? Uh, <laughs> you'll have to ask <laughs> to uh, the,
0: the producers of One Eighteen because uh, they they
1: yeah. I'll, I'll get a Ouija board and uh, bring up the ghost of George <laughs> Pepard and be like, "Hey, man, uh, how is it that you get to be such a big asshole that they write into your contract? We're gonna blacklist right, you right. <laughs> from the industry you're in." If you're an asshole <laughs> of this show.
0: but uh, he and, you know, blacklisted is tantamount to canceled uh, in case, you know, here, which is the parlance of our times. But um, but yeah, he um, he thought he was the star of the show. And uh, basically he and Mr. T, right, he did not like Mr. T because Mr. T got all the attention, more or less.
1: Oh, my God. I have heard about their little few. Yeah. Feud. And, Sorry, I, I I just, like, you unlocked the memory. Sorry, <laughs> and, continue. Uh, he
0: wouldn't even, like, uh, he would send, I was reading where he would send Dirk Benedict or the other stars uh, to send messages to Mr. T because he didn't even want to yep. talk to him. And he referred to him as the man with the gold, which actually sounds kind of cool. Um, yeah,
1: that that's not the insult George Paparno
0: seems No, right? I'm sure he was thinking something much worse, but... Uh, <laughs> I guess. Only, right,
1: uh, right. But you know, he's got that contract. He's right, be right. Exactly. So
0: yeah, uh, I mean, and I think it's very obvious in this episode that George Papard definitely thinks he's the star as well, as we're gonna see in like the first couple scenes. But um, but I'll save that till we get through the uh, to the walkthrough yeah.
1: area. What? I mean, I mean, the the man. I will say he oozes like charisma. <laughs> uh when he's on screen like i I see why even though he's difficult to work with they like still brought him on because i mean hannibal like in a less charismatic actor's hand i don't think would really work right but you can like kind of like buy like all his off the wall stuff because he's so damn charming about uh,
0: it uh i agree it's almost like a uh (laughs) I think at his age, it's almost like sleaze at this point. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely like sleazy. sleaze. Yeah, you know, that guy's, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, had five wives. You know, he's been up to, yeah,
1: he's got sleaze, yeah, yeah.
0: And it's, uh, <laughs> I love it that it's right off the bat, you like evident in the first scene, which we'll talk about when we get there. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, he's oozing charisma just like I'm sure his genitals <laughs> oozed, uh, plus oh. at many points throughout his. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, whoring about yes. Hollywood, thank, anyways. Thank you that. There's other yes. cast members, Steve, uh, who have kept their uh crotches <laughs> dry and clear of diseases, I believe. I don't know, I'm assuming. I'll tell you one who didn't have any problems. And I know I said I wasn't going to mention the mm-hmm. guest stars, but I've got to mention him now because so there's one who is one of the uh Owens's like goons. Uh, so, so he doesn't have any lines. He's not even credited, but his name is Dick Oh, yeah, Warlock. I was going
0: to mention that, too. Dick Warlock. Great yeah, name. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, great name. Never had any problems with video <laughs> diseases. Uh,
0: Just, uh, you know, demons anyway, from another realm and summoning them.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. So we already discussed Dirk Benedict a little bit. He plays Templeton, a.k.a. Faceman, a.k.a. Peck. Um, he uh, is probably, I think most people would know him from Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Initially, Um, but he was in quite a few things, including the 2010 A Team movie. Uh, He plays a prisoner. Mm, Nice. Um, But yeah, Uh, moving on, we've got Mr. T, who plays Mm. B. A. Baracus. Uh, When I go over the episode, I'll probably kind of refer to him as Mr. T sometimes (laughs) because there's not really a lot of difference between Mr. T. Who knows where B. A. Baracus ends? Are you trying to say that
0: Mr. T doesn't have range as an actor?
1: Oh no! I'm not saying he doesn't he, have range. He's you know he just plays himself. I saw Rocky too. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he's just playing himself for the most part. Which, to be fair, in almost everything he ever does, he's kind of playing Sure, uh, D-
0: DC. But uh, I think
1: Mr. T is actually like a pretty yeah. good. He's a pretty good comedic actor. Yeah, yeah. Actually.
0: No, he's. I mean, he's a great character. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, if you want a guy yeah. like Mr. T, you got to get Mr. T. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, you know, for a reason. So. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, we've got uh, Eddie Velez, who plays Frankie Santana. Uh, Eddie Velez is one of the few people still acting from the main cast. He has some, He's in some TV series this year called Walker Independence. Never heard of it, but he's kept acting. You may recognize him from the Anna Nicole Smith story. I didn't, but Steve, <laughs> I know you're a big movie. fan.
0: I watch it every year around yeah. Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with, with yeah, the family of course of course of course of course uh then we've got robert oh, vaughn who Quick plays... question
0: about uh eddie velez do you even remember him in the show because i do not
1: i didn't at first but after a few scenes like, i i do kind of vaguely recall mm-hmm. him i think but i don't know okay <laughs> uh i think you know he might only be in this season because isn't face also only like in season no, five? I think face is
0: there from the beginning.
1: Oh, I thought somebody had got at it like no. later on. Okay, anyways, moving on, we've got uh Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn plays General Stockwell, General Hunt Stockwell. Um, he was in a bunch of stuff uh throughout his career, he has 231 credits. Right. Um, uh, Yes, Steve, you look, like, it, you look like you're bursting with some Robert Vaughn well, information. Well, it's a
0: Robert Vaughn slash George Papard bit of trivia. Uh, allegedly Robert Vaughn was hired on to help ease the tension between George Pappard and Mr. T. He got a job because they hated each other so much. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cause he was a friend. Oh, th- th- Robert Vaughn was a friend. I of, think
1: it's actually his character that comes yes, in the fifth You're season. absolutely
0: correct. And yeah, he was a old friend of George Pappard. So they thought if they hired him on, he could help reel him in. <laughs>
1: They thought if they brought on another drip dick from <laughs> uh, the 1960s, that <laughs> maybe it would help uh, Pappard feel George, a little bit more George, at ease. you want
0: to go pick up some hookers after the show? Ah, sure, let's do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he was in the Magnificent Seven and a million other things. We're not going to discuss him. Uh, then we've got. Wait, I think that's the whole team, right? Except for
0: Dwight Schultz.
1: Well, I was saving oh, him sorry, for last, sorry. but uh, actually, uh, but yeah, Dwight Schultz, uh, he is howling mad Murdoch, really kind of funny, eccentric character. I think he does a. And this is another kind of one of those characters that's written in a way where like, it it could like be really like goofy and campy and corny. I mean, it kind mm-hmm. of is campy and corny, but it it could just fall apart and not work. But Dwight has a great uh, performance. Allegedly,
0: uh, Dwight the, uh, Schultz- producers. Sorry, sorry.
1: Why do you know so much gossip
0: about this cast? I mean, I I read up. What can I say? But allegedly, the producers. It, 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 it's,
1: like, it's like Wendy Williams is hosting, and uh, she's just like, well, let me tell you what I heard. Let me tell that's you about the whole the tea. purpose of
0: this show, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I no, mean, I know. You, you just never had so much Hollywood well, gossip that's on because the cast. Before. Most
0: of the shit that we cover is so obscure, there's not a lot of info about it. So uh, this true, was easy. This was like shooting fish in a barrel. Uh, but no, um, Yeah, apparently the producers didn't like uh, the Murdoch character at first, but it tested so well with the audience that they kept him in.
1: I heard that, too, uh, at some point in my lifetime. (laughs) I probably heard of it because I've seen a few interviews with Dwight Schultz because I know him from Star Trek. Uh, He was in Star Trek The Next Generation. He later several episodes there. He pops up again as the same character, Lieutenant Barclay, in Star Trek Voyager. In fact, he is instrumental in bringing Voyager uh, home. Um, He's also in Star Trek First Contact. He's in one of the video games. Um, (laughs) He's also a fucking nut job. We've already alienated enough people, but let's just say, you know, to us, QAnon is just a bunch of crazy conspiracy theories to make fun of. For him, it's more of a so way. So, are life.
0: you trying to say that, like, him, he and Dean Cain and Sorbo kind of all go to the same like acting, <laughs> like camp? Yes, <laughs> gotcha.
1: Yes, like I, what I'm trying to say is that even though Dwight Schultz was in uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order the oh, video nice. game, his favorite video game is actually QAnon. <laughs> uh, well said. And he was probably also like. Wait, why are the Nazis the bad guys? (laughs) Oh, ouch. Maybe. Allegedly. Out of the problem. Does
0: this get a connection or do we have more to go?
1: No, nope, nope. We've also got um, another person, Jeffrey Comb. Now, he plays AJ Bancroft, and that is one of the guest stars, but he's like one of the main characters here. Uh, And I'm bringing him up only, though, because he was in an episode of the original Star Trek series. Nice. um, Back in 1969. Uh, 1969 also happens to be the favorite year of George, one John George <laughs> Teppard and Robert Vaughn. Uh, <Voln.
0: laughs> oh man, if you weren't going to say that I was. Uh, so uh, all right, here, here, here we go. Ah, oh no.
1: We just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. So we have a shot of uh, General Hunt Stockwell, he's sitting at a desk reading some papers. And um, he's got like some blinking lights oh, behind so him, so glad, and a computer so off in the background. So it's
0: because it's just like it's just the typical sort of uh, set design. It's like, well, how are we gonna make this thing look uh, look special? Or uh, yeah, Hi, oh, we gotta put modern, like a big block with blinky lights on it in the back, and I think there's a phone attached to it too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it it just like reminded me of um, this is what I think WCW thought people would think of when they like rebranded the Red Rooster Terry Taylor as the um, (laughs) uh, modern computerized man of the 90s. (laughs) In I WCW, that. and he'd be he'd come out, He'd be like, "Oh yeah, I uh, ran the numbers. I I, I ran uh, Johnny B Bad's numbers through the computer, and I've calculated the perfect <laughs> way to beat him with my Lotus 1, spreadsheet 3 spread Man, did or whatever." Man, that
0: guy ever have a good gimmick ever?
1: I mean, you know, he's still like involved in in right. the biz. I think he works um at the office for WWE or something. But anyways, moving on. Um so we end up finding out uh, I'm sorry a woman walks in and he tells her that you know he's looking at what could be the most important document he's ever received and that he tells her that whoever gave him this wants to trade the rest of the document uh to see his daughter uh for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. So it's a uh, criminal um and he's requesting the A team to help him find and reunite him with his long-lost daughter. And uh, this document, it's like a diary full of secrets about politicians. And these secrets in this diary could bring them down. Uh, and at first, I thought that, uh, like, what's his face? Uh, Stockwell wanted the diary for himself so that the crooked politicians wouldn't right. get brought down. But uh, no, he wants to use a too, Yeah, bring
0: yeah. Down. I'm sure, much like yourself, i I mean, I was like, who is this guy? But then you realize that.
1: He's yeah, basically me too.
0: The A-teams uh, handler um which I guess they didn't really have until the you know fifth season when George Papard just <laughs> he just couldn't be controlled. So the producers had no choice but to <laughs> hire his old friend Robert Vaughn to reel him in. It's like like together they only do like half a bag of coke instead of the full bag, which George Papard would do on his own. exactly. Um, what did you think exactly. of uh, his secretary's hair?
1: <laughs> um. Well, uh, it's definitely an older yeah. show, you know. But uh, ooh, it, it, was a, it was it a was it was a choice. It was a choice. But thing I, I think ever, basically, yeah. I mean, I think I think having you know. D- the Stockwell character basically be the the Zordon <laughs> oh, uh, to the A Team. Okay, sure. <laughs> I think I think it works. I think it works. Yeah, and it makes no, sense, I, right? I like, that they have I mean, a handler. Robert
0: Vaughn's a great actor, so you know, the more star power, the right. better. Um
1: Yeah. The one thing you could definitely say about uh, the A Team and really this show in general, uh, this episode in general, is the actors all do a mm-hmm. good job uh, with their roles. Everyone's pretty much cast Absolutely. perfectly. All right. So anyways, the we cut to the A-team who are I don't know, like where they're at, like some kind of like cabin or house somewhere <laughs> hanging out. But they're talking about, they're they're just palling around talking about Thanksgiving. Uh, Frankie says that it's this is the first Thanksgiving that he won't be spending with his family, which is why I started to think that this is his first season right. on the A-team. Um, but uh, and then B.A. Baracus, Mr. T, says, hey, man. It don't matter where you are. It's where your heart is, and that's where your family's at. <laughs> he might as well
0: have just told him to say his prayers and eat his vitamins while he was at it.
1: <laughs> he basically, yeah, he basically said like, you know, shut the fuck up, uh, stuff your feelings into your. I'd, I'd love to hear uh,
0: Mr. T's like uh, rendition of like, you know, Romeo and Juliet, or maybe the Tao Te Ching, where he just. Uh, <laughs> oh my like, god. Uh, um hold on i can't remember any lines from uh hark it is juliet the east and i am the Wester." <laughs> just i mean I, can, <laughs> I mean i butchered those lines but man i i could just listen that would be hilarious like he should release an album or something yeah
1: yeah he um he probably has released an probably album or something
0: i've guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow steve
1: yeah that's a, that's a real george for park thing for you to say <laughs> Quick, oh, wow. i need you to robert von me down <laughs> i i was gonna say something like spoken word oh wait he, mr t did have a, ra- a rap song about like you gotta love oh, your moms right. or something like yeah, that right
0: yeah see see i wasn't so, being george but so maybe
1: steve you were just remembering right. you, you were just remembering <laughs> but
0: not because not yeah. that it has anything to do with uh, Mr. T's race, but everyone had a rap album in the 80s and 90s, even uh, even yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Macho Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was actually thinking that I was gonna say like, oh yeah, I can see him doing like a spoken word album, kind of like William oh, Shatner that, would do, but, but uh, yeah, rap is. Uh, uh,
0: but um, before we got to this uh, awesome scene, which we still need to discuss, uh, the theme played.
1: Oh shoot, you're right. I'm sorry. I thought the theme played after the after the A team uh found out. But it does whatever. We need to discuss this theme.
0: All right. So the cold open ends, and uh, I was expecting the original theme. I mean, which is a fantastic theme, of course, although it does sound like, you know, the original recording sounds like it was recorded by like a high school marching band, but like a skilled one. Like you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. this is the fifth season. Uh, I guess they decided to uh spice it up instead of the um the marching band. It's all it's very synth heavy. And like it actually opens up with this like um I it almost sounds
1: like like just yeah, like a drum, a drum machine.
0: Uh
1: like doom, Yeah, doom, yeah. Doom, and doom. it's
0: uh, it's really awesome and for, they forego like the opening monologue where they explain about the A team yeah. because again, they're in their fifth season and yeah. everybody knows about them at this point.
1: And those, those opening drum beats go on for, like, quite yeah, a yeah. while. Like, to the point where... Because I didn't remember that there was a, a second version yeah, of the theme either. song. So I actually started thinking, like, could they not get yeah, the rights too. to the theme song? And this is, like, a generic... Yeah. Oh, because that's what you thought, too? I'm like, oh, that's mm. so weird. And they're showing, like, clips, too, uh, from, like, some of the actiony y uh, scenes from other episodes. Mm. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead and continue. I know you're no, very no. excited. I mean,
0: we're, I think we're both excited. Uh, but anyway, when the theme...
1: You got, you, you got a raging prepard, uh, <laughs> I've got a peppered. I've got uh, a raising expensive.
0: synth on because they basically uh, they switched out the sort of the, you know, the marching band kind of sound for more, you know, contemporary 80s uh, synth sound. And man, I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I think I like it uh, better than the original. How about yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, I loved it, too. I don't know if I like it better than the original, but uh, I definitely like it a lot. Uh, And it it was cool to like have them change it up. Uh, It was a pleasant surprise.
0: I agree 100%. And uh, in case you're wondering who created this um, awesome theme, it's uh, Pete Carpenter and Mike Post. I mean, they've basically worked on a ton of shows and are still working. Pete Carpenter, he actually scored the TV movies uh, Captain America, which we already did an episode on, and its sequel, Captain America 2, Death Too Soon, uh, The Rockford Files, Greatest American Hero, uh, Riptide, Magnum P.I., and uh, Mike Post, he worked with him uh, on a lot of that other stuff, but he also um, scored Law & Order, NYPD Blue, Rockford Files, News Radio, silk stockings uh the one for adults <laughs> junior or oh okay and,
1: Not silk stockings and junior. Okay.
0: quantum leap so i mean these guys worked on like the best stuff uh but uh anyway the yeah. awesome newly mixed theme ends and uh yeah as you hell said we are in um i don't know back with the uh, the a-team as they hang out um
1: yeah are they're, they're like hanging out out talking about thanksgiving um and then, like Stockwell, or I'm sorry, uh, there's like some weird gag. Like Hannibal walks in, and uh, with like a woman, oh, no, let's uh, be, uh, possibly yeah, an escort.
0: Let's be specific here. Okay, so George, before, I mean Hannibal, who's uh, definitely in character, and it's not, you know, I, I really feel like, okay, yeah, you already described her. She looks like. <laughs> She looks like she could have been picked up at a massage parlor. Let's, you know, throw that in as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. And to be fair, I mean, it looks like that's the vibe that they were, like, going for to, like, try and get the audience.
0: I feel like literally the producers, like, they sent the uh, Best Boys or whatever out uh, um, or the PAs are like, you need to go find George. And they're like, well, let's just check his local massage house. And he's like, I'm not going unless I can (laughs) bring my masseur with me. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh yeah and then she doesn't have any lines she's just there to hang on george's arm and to like kiss him at the and uh, how would you describe the age difference
1: oh i don't know uh <laughs> grandfather to granddaughter oh,
0: so <laughs> I mean, I hate this term, but good God, is it the definition of cringe, especially when they kiss? Uh, and there's no reason. Yeah,
1: I, I'm not even sure George knew that he was being filmed. <laughs> I think he walked into set and just started talking and then gave her I mean, a smooch. Unless
0: they really are trying to pass off Hannibal as like this sleazy, like older army guy who, uh, I mean, then literally there's no reason for her to be there. I mean, I'm, gl- I'm glad she got paid, glad she got a role in everything, but... But, really, there is no reason for her to be there,
1: <laughs> yeah. um, but anyways, um we we all they have this little conversation. basically, like Murdoch talks about how he like raises turkeys now. so so Murdoch is supposed to be bringing the turkey uncooked for Hannibal to then cook because Hannibal is cooking this
0: uh, right, feast of for
1: Thanksgiving. But Murdoch, because he's weird, he like raises turkeys now. And because of that, he can't bring himself to eat one. Anyways, it's just like a minor it's character thing. It's, it's pretty stupid,
0: dumb. It's stupid, but it's yeah, fun. Yeah, dumb fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyways, so then we cut to Stockwell uh, telling the, the team that he wants them to help a known criminal uh, reunite with his daughter, Ellen Bancroft. Because he has a diary, he being the mm. criminal who's named. Just going forward, I'm going to call the criminal guy with the diary Bancroft and his daughter. I'm just going to call her Ellen just to uh, keep it simple. Uh, Anyways, he says that he wants them to help this guy Bancroft, who's kind of like a known criminal. uh, And I guess he's been living out out of the country. We never really find out what Bancroft did that was bad other than he was doing some crooked stuff along with other American politicians. I think we can
0: assume a little bit of insider trading.
1: Right. So he tells him that he Stockwell sends the A team to Florida for their mission, but it's really obvious that they're oh, not yeah. in Florida. You see mountains yeah. in the background. This is definitely filmed yeah, I was going to ask
0: you about that. Yeah, as a uh, current Florida resident and a former Florida resident, yeah, this isn't Florida. But they put the license plate on all the cars, so it must be right. Florida, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and like, there's not a lot of like winter cabins.
0: <laughs> I know, <in> Florida,
1: right?
0: <laughs> there's quite it a few of those here. It was the most un-Florida area but, I've
1: ever seen. But yeah, anyways, so the team is like in the van, the A team. They're driving to Washington. There's some banter about a girl that Murdoch. Oh, I'm When sorry, they you first have...
0: showed the van, I mean, did you did you pop a little? Did you get chills? Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah so awesome, yeah, yeah. especially in this, uh, uh, you know, I guess whatever high definition, whatever we're looking, at. just yeah, it's an awesome van.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a cool paint job. It actually still looks good somehow, even though it's like an old GMC van. From oh, like I'm the sure after like ever, like,
0: every episode, they're like, let's get a new van. Like, yeah, it was pristine, not the action van that is. There should yeah, be yeah, like,
1: yeah. oh, oh I, I just yeah, you're right it was immaculate but i also just mean like the look of the van still like holds up surprisingly so anyway their team is in their amazing sex (laughs) van driving to florida (laughs) there's a little bit of banter about a girl that murdoch um met at his apartment complex and she's like taking care of his hamster while he's away and like peck makes a joke about how it's not every day a woman offers to watch a man's rodent and (laughs) It's not the zinger uh, <laughs> that Peck seems to right. think it is. But, you know, this this little scene does kind of help establish uh, that Murdoch and Peck have, like, a friendly uh, friendship. Like, like, they're really, that they're actually right. friends and not just thrown on this team together. Then we're in Washington, uh, and we see that there's a politician named Edwards. It's telling, like, what looks like to be a committee of congressmen or senators. We find out that... Basically, this committee is, um, Edwards was appointed to be like the head of the defense finance, and this committee is the committee that's going to confirm him uh, for the appointment. Um, anyway, so Edwards is there testifying, but he's gets interrupted by uh, somebody who tells him he's got a super important phone call. So uh, he goes to go get this phone call, and uh, on the phone call, he finds out that Bancroft is coming back to the country. Edward says that Bancroft is going to try and take him down, but that he'll want to see his daughter first. I guess Edwards must know Bancroft very well, uh, to figure out the entire plot from one phone I call. They but, all were on Epstein's
0: uh, Island together.
1: <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, Edwards tells the man on the other end, who we later find out is named Owens, uh, to basically to intercept, uh, mm-hmm. the daughter. So, We go to a scene uh, where now the A-team is, like, they've split up into two teams, uh, and one of these teams is on a boat where they surprise the captain by – they take him by surprise with a gun. doesn't seem necessary. Right. But Hannibal is, like – I think it's Hannibal, right, that he's got, like, a gun to the guy's head. Yeah, this is when, like (laughs) – it's –
0: it's so funny that, you know, you could tell that, you know, George Papard was probably, you know, writing like the producers and the writers like hard to make sure that they that he was constantly featured. Like he comes in, he like outsmarts everyone. And, uh, and yeah. when really like the people should be leading, you think would be like, you know, face or because he's just I mean, there's no way around it. George Papard is old. <laughs> And it's obvious that he's out of shape, right. but he's the one leading the team, being the man of action. Like, he's just like.
1: Well, well Steve, actually, how old do you think Papart is here?
0: Because
1: um, hmm. I know how old he actually is, so, but I'm curious to think uh, how 65? old you think
0: he is. 65? 60s?
1: He was 65 when he died. This is 10 years before that. He is like 54 or 55. (laughs) Well, you know, he he probably
0: did a lot of drinking back in his day. Yeah, a lot of hard living. living, Five wives, everyone. Five wives. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways, so um, where was I? So, yeah, we go to see now the Pappard takes the captain. And then I don't even know why they felt the need to do that. But then, like, uh, we see Bancroft roll out Mm -hmm. in his wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair and he tells uh, the captain not to worry that the A-team is here to be his escort. So if the A-team's supposed to be there, why do they have to go with a gun to the captain?
0: Because this is an action show, and Americans demand action. It, it,
1: I guess. Or maybe just Hannibal's just right. unhinged.
0: He, he just wants to kill everyone. He knows he's going to die soon. Basically. He wants to take everyone down with him. <laughs>
1: All right, so then the other team, half of the team, Mr. T and Frankie, they go to uh, Ellen, again that's the daughter of AJ Bancroft to her home. And Frankie's going to like try and act suave, I guess. He's going to try to like smooth talk her. Uh, he tells Mr. T to just let him do the talking. Uh, but as soon as she opens the door, Mr. T just blurts out, "Your father wants to see
0: you." <laughs> what do you think about uh, what do you think about Eddie's uh, attire?
1: Oh, what was he Who wearing? Like vests? a vest and a white yeah. shirt. Leather no, vest, yeah. that's right. That's right. Doesn't he wear that he does, the whole time? He
0: does. Uh, it, it almost reminded yeah. me of a certain member of the Midnight Society in her denim.
1: <laughs> wow, maybe they're related. <laughs> um Anyways, so uh, she agrees to go with them to go see her father. Uh, as they leave the apartment, they're intercepted by um, Owens and a bunch of goons at the elevator. And they're like, oh, I guess we're going to take the stairs. So this is like the first of several real goofy action sequences. And, man, it's goofy and it's dumb and it shouldn't work. It shouldn't be enjoyable, but fuck, it's enjoyable. So basically they go, uh, the A-team and Ellen, they start going down the stairs. And these are like carpeted stairs, which is also unusual, like fully carpeted stairs in in an apartment complex. (sighs) I know. Very weird. Very weird, but, anyways, uh, Frankie. I think it's Frankie. He grabs like a fire extinguisher from the wall. And he goes to like spray the goons, but the <laughs> this fire extinguisher, Steve, it looks like it's like ejaculate <laughs> coming from it. It does not look like <laughs> typical like.
0: It always fire comes back to Steve. ejaculate, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> but no, am I, am I no, wrong, Steve? You're not Wrong. Anyways, I guess this stuff is slippery uh, because it gets all over the stairs, and then the bad guys start slipping. They very gently take the, the most gentle bump on the stairs and then they like kind of get knocked yeah, out. It's the most it like, like a
0: three stooges like uh style action that mm-hmm. I've seen in a long time. And yeah, all, all that was missing was the whoop
1: whoop whoop whoop
0: whoop whoop whoop.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, dude, three stooges is a perfect analogy. Uh, then outside the building, Frankie takes a fire extinguisher, puts it on under what I guess he assumes is the right. bad guy's car. Mm. He doesn't know. Right. I just thought about that. Anyway, so he puts it under the, uh, behind one of their tires. He says, I saw this like in a movie or something one time. I can't remember what he says, but he shoots a fire extinguisher. It creates a huge explosion. The car like flips over. It's on fire.
0: Yeah. It, more yeah, specifically, Steve, your... he says, uh, hey, B.A., you're going to love this. It's weird. He, he says, like, we did it in Jaws or they did it in Jaws. And then, uh, it was kind of confused.
1: You're right. You're right. He says he says I did it in jaws or we and did it in later jaws. Later
0: in the episode, he says that he's a special effects master
1: oh my God, I didn't even make that connection. You're right. So, yeah, I
0: mean, I think that's a pretty, I don't know, interesting kind of backstory for Eddie. It's very G.I. Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, but the explosion really isn't that big. I mean, I guess, what are you going to get from a little fire extinguisher anyway? But for the time and the context, it works. We'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. it looks
1: cool. And uh, one thing I did appreciate throughout this whole show is that even though some of the action scenes, especially sequences, especially the ones with uh, the cars, they're not like the greatest, but it's all practical. There's no CG. Yeah. And they don't even use miniatures. You know, they really like crash cars and really blow them up. And it it was it was cool to see. It's such a little uh,
0: fun fact. Uh, Stephen J. Cannell, the creator slash writer. He said that uh, because you're going to see like a lot of the same stunts and kind of like uh, car stunts are kind of used over and over again, even within like the same episode. He said they really like mm-hmm. to, quote, push the realism. They thought it was fun to push the realism. Yeah. OK,
1: well, so I don't know the way some of these car. <laughs> well, we'll get to it later uh, when a car is veered off the road in a very dramatic fashion. Uh Anyways, so um, where was I? So now Murdoch and Bancroft uh, are sitting at a restaurant. Uh, Somehow they bring up Peck, who's called Mm -hmm. Face or Face Man because he's so good looking. Uh, And then and I forgot that like Face was a con man, I guess. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, he talks about what a good guy he is, but that he's Mm -hmm. also a con man. Um, the rest of the A team show up at the restaurant with uh, Bancroft's daughter, Ellen. Uh, then AJ and Ellen sit down together at alone at their own table, and then the A team goes to the, a table by themselves. Ed, Ellen suddenly leaves and get up gets up, but she leaves her purse behind. And Hannibal, the smartest, most He's agile, the Nick
0: Fury of the group, most,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, he notices that that's strange that she left her purse behind. Like somebody says. I don't. Maybe he even he says it that. I've never seen a woman Wait, go to the bathroom with uh, her face, purse behind. Face
0: is the one who says that. Yeah, he. Yeah, he says okay, that. Okay. He's never seen it. And then Hannibal's the one, who very slowly leaps into action, <laughs> very ginger. Right. He slowly yes yeah, rolls over to the table. He grabs the purse and throw. I guess they're they're eating at like a lakeside or um, waterside sort of like seafood restaurant. He throws the purse into mm-hmm. the water, and then it explodes.
1: Yep, explodes mm-hmm. in the water. <sighs> Anyways, so Hannibal also apprehends you know, Alan. How is that outside.
0: possible? Like he's so slow. Like <laughs> only through the power of well, being she had- a big star does he have the ability to teleport.
1: <laughs> she might have gotten caught in the gravitational pull his of sex- his uh, <laughs> gut. Uh, his sleaziness, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, she says that she didn't know that her purse was going <laughs> to explode, which sounds yeah, kind of ridiculous, so but then ridiculous. we we see why. They they, they kind of make it kind of make it make sense later. Uh, anyways, so like Murdoch's like tells AJ Bancroft in the restaurant, "Oh, we got to go." He starts wheeling him away and like a picture, something drops out of his wallet. It's like this little case that's got a picture mm. of Ellen on one side and a picture a face when he was younger on the other side and murdoch's like hey why do you have a picture of face uh when he was a kid uh and then bancroft is like well face is actually my son and then we get like a zoom in on like murdoch's shocked face that was pretty funny bancroft uh starts telling murdoch about like his first wife who he had uh, a face with uh bancroft says that he started a new life uh after their divorce and tried to forget about his old life but he couldn't forget about his son's right. face. Uh, Murdoch's like, well, I want to tell, go tell Peck. But Bancroft's like, no, I want to do it myself. But he wants to do it on his own time. Granted, Bancroft also reveals right. that he's dying. So, And apparently very close to death as we find out <laughs> later. But he still wants to do it on his own time and says, hey, give me 24 hours. Bancroft tells Murdoch, hey, give me 24 hours mm-hmm. to tell Peck. Uh why does he need to wait 24 yeah, hours? Well,
0: I mean, I guess if just to play devil's advocate, you know, maybe it's just uh, an emotional hurdle he has to overcome, but man, he needed to like jump over that hurdle fast. <laughs> but uh, as yeah. we find out, um, yeah, this is uh, interesting because it forces uh Murdoch into a very, uh, sort of dramatic situation. And I think throughout the rest of the episode, you know, we don't get that wacky Murdoch that we know from our youth. Uh he's actually uh, you know, really torn uh here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean we 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 get a couple like weird Murdoch mm-hmm. scenes, but they're definitely like the zaniness of it is a little right. toned down because of the seriousness. But uh yeah, you're you're totally right. Uh but, you know, he still definitely manages to be murdoch but yeah it's not usual to like sure. see him so serious yep. all right so mr t and hannibal uh show up uh with ellen um only we find out that ellen isn't ellen it's someone who was paid five thousand right. dollars by owens to pretend to be um bancroft's daughter did you get the impression so i guess bancroft didn't recognize that this wasn't his daughter because it's not like he did something weird at the table or made a well i mean you know
0: this once again this was the 80s i we can assume he's been estranged from both his daughter and his son for a really long time so
1: yeah but like his daughter is maybe in her 30s tops in this episode i think maybe more like late 20s and the picture that he's carrying of her she looks like she's close to 18 like in her late Mm -hmm. teens already at least so you don't look that much different between your late teens and your right, late 20s. Right, You know, certainly the, you're going to look similar enough to be recognized. Well, but, ah, could whatever. We, it's the could 80s, we, baby, and he's we dying. Play it
0: off? Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe that he just maybe didn't have enough time to say or do anything yeah. about it because she ran away too fast.
1: Th- there may have been a deleted scene two or something because literally like she sits down and in less than like, in like 30 seconds – she like right, gets up. Right, right. So you know, maybe something went happened. Maybe there was a deleted scene somewhere <laughs> on the sure. cutting room floor of Canal's yeah, archive. Canal cut.
0: Release the um, Canal cut.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so this person says like, "Hey, I was paid five thousand dollars, but I swear I didn't know that the purse was going to explode. They just told me to leave it on the table." And then um, it's a little weird because. Um, we then cut to... Because this is all happening outside of the restaurant when they're talking to the fake Ellen. And then we immediately cut to this other scene inside of it. I guess right. it's a gym. And Ellen is there. Fake Ellen is there working. Like the desk. like they, What? <laughs> they just apprehended her. And next we see her at right. work. Uh, but anyways, I guess the A-team basically were like, okay, you go to work. When you go to meet Owens, we'll ambush him. Because that's what happens. Yeah. Owens walks into... You know, the the gym says, hey, uh, what happened? Every Bancroft is still alive. And she's like, you didn't tell me this was going to explode. I could have mm-hmm. been killed. She demands the, I like guess, second half of her money. And she says, go wait in that closet, and I'll <laughs> hey. be there in a second. So Owens goes into the closet. He starts uh, putting a silencer on a gun. Uh, so he's going mm-hmm. to murder her. And in this closet, there's like a rack of, like, clothes. And Mr. T's hand sticks out and, like, taps him on the shoulder and then his punches jewel
0: encrusted hand mind you he's got of course, yes, gold yes. all over it. and yeah his, all you see is his uh fists come out of the uh this like uh linens or um coats and bam knocks him out cold and uh yeah and that brings us to the next scene where they have uh they have owens uh inside of a sauna and basically they're in- interrogating yeah. him
1: uh yeah sorry this <laughs> is like being crazy okay uh yeah so they go what would you call the contraption is it a real contraption that owens is in he's like in a one person personal yeah that's sauna? like
0: one of those old school uh I'm, I'm surprised you don't know about it since you're such a gym rat like that I, and i remember i used to see him in like old school like looney tunes and
1: I never went to the sauna. Right. I mean, that's you only go there if you're if you're an old man or if the a-team have ambushed
0: you. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, I think the idea was that they put you in there and it's supposed to help you sweat off like a couple of pounds or something like
1: that Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, a sauna. Yeah, yeah I mean I, I get what it is. I just didn't know that those Yeah, were I guess things. they still were but back uh, then Yeah, so he's basically like in a little box Owens is where only his head is sticking out and he's sweating because they've got it set to 130 degrees so torture. Their plan is to torture this man, right. and they're like, "Oh, this is just a low setting." Uh, and then they put it on the high setting to get him to talk. And Mr. T like says, <laughs> cut <"Cook> that sucker." <laughs> right, right. Um. Anyways, uh, Owens. Uh, so Hannibal is asking Owens because, of course, Owen is a master. Uh, Hannibal is a sure. master interrogator hannibal uh asks uh ellen where or owens where ellen is owens is like hey i don't know but edwards the politician that we saw getting confirmed by that committee earlier in congress or whatever he's owens says edwards has her uh bancroft is like yep i'm not surprised because my diary has a lot of stuff about edwards and it could bring him down so now the a-team is inexplicably wait, at wait, a junk wait, hold on,
0: before we jump to that next scene uh Hannibal tells Mr. T to put Owens, quote, on ice, and then they cut. And I'm like, whoa, did Mr. T just kill that guy? Because that, that's usually what that means. I think in this context, it's like, you know, cool this guy down because they've been. You
1: yeah, know, I think it's literally cool him off so he doesn't kill him. You know how we don't want to actually right, hurt anyone. Course. We only want to cause it mild inconvenience at the
0: most. <laughs> right, but that was just like, <laughs> it was just so weird. Just uh, he's like, ah. Ba put this guy on ice, and it's like I just imagine him uh, murdering him in between the scene, but it obviously didn't happen. Anyway, moving on.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, so the A team is at a junkyard, and they've stopped there to, <laughs> to get some scrap metal uh-huh. together. I guess to make a, a metal mouth <laughs> that's like a claw attached to
0: the van, because you the- know you always have to incorporate the van into whatever scheme, like uh, the A team right, is hooking right. up.
1: So they attach this metal. Well, I guess they create this like mm-hmm. metal mouth. They attach it to the front bumper of their van. And the thing is, the way it's used later, unless they like are psychic and knew what was going to happen later, they had no reason to yeah, build this Yeah, there's thing.
0: another scene that's kind of like that where, you know, you'd have to have like telepathic abilities basically to set it up. But yeah, uh, yeah, well,
1: they, they need they need someone that's like clairvoyant <laughs> on this team to like uh, I mean, justify it
0: like when i close my eyes and think about like the like a team episodes it seems like in almost every single one there's always a montage of them, you know, building something. There's always someone welding something because, you know, those sparks flying always look cool on camera.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. Or, or, or preparing something to use. Since yeah, this right.
0: episode is filled with a bunch of, like, drama. They really had to cut down on that montage, and they're just like, hey, look at that. We've got a weird mouth thing on the van now. Let's move it on. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll go with it. Okay, so now we cut to Hannibal, who has transported himself to uh, Edwards. I don't know if it's his house or his office, but Edwards <laughs> walks in, uh, and <laughs> Hannibal asks Edwards where Ellen like, is after introducing himself, of course. He's sitting there
0: with the biggest, like, shit-eating grin ever. He's Shit, got his mm-hmm. gloves on, oh, his cigar. Black like, leather gloves.
1: If we'll Fury
0: was ever based on anyone, I swear it would almost be uh, Hannibal here, or vice versa. Yeah.
1: I, I could see that. And like, and like yeah, because Hannibal is like, and I guess a shit eating grin does make sense because, like, as we're gonna see, you know, Hannibal asks him, like, you know, where's Ellen or whatever? And uh, while he while Edwards and Hannibal are talking, like Edwards slides his mm-hmm. foot under the desk and like taps like a button that's there and this button like calls his security is what mm-hmm. it's supposed to do but hannibal like already knew about this and we see that when the cops show up that us uh, or security shows up with their guns drawn camera pans up and it's it's mr and t Reyes. and uh and and frankie yeah. or whatever his name is and they've like I mean, how put on the you... costumes that's so impossible. Why did they put on the costume? Why did they put on the security guard outfits? By the way, I mean, that's mean As a viewer,
0: like you know, that's fun. But if you think about it logically, right. it really makes no sense at all. It's like,
1: and the the A team does quite a few things that they must just do for shits and giggles just to entertain right. themselves because it so, doesn't like, just make think sense.
0: Think about that. Mister T and Reyes would have to go, like, find the security guys, knock them all out, put on their costumes. And then wait.
1: That just happened to fit. And
0: then wait for Hannibal to give them the signal to come up just so they can get one over on the bad guy.
1: Right. And there's no guarantee, by the way, that... Uh, Edwards was ever going to push that button, or to even walk into his own office.
0: Like, what if he came home, right? Like, you know, made himself a snack, took a shower, took a dump, maybe <laughs> watched some episodes of Small Wonder, and then he finally oh goes God. into his office, and it's like you know nine nine p.m. Old Old Hannibal would be snoring at the desk at that point.
1: Ah, uh, now he'd be on his second <laughs> bottle of
0: scotch. Yeah, there you go.
1: There you go. <laughs> Um, you know, Hannibal, he, he, he's the kind that he's going to sleep when he's dead. Right, and, right. Uh, and that's why he died at such <laughs> a young
0: age.
1: <laughs> anyways. So, um, Peckham, like I said, uh, Baracus and, uh, oh, it's actually face. I think that is okay. with Baracus. Uh, but anyways, whatever they show up in their cop costumes. Um, they give Edward some samples of the diary uh, and Edward's is like, ah, oh, yeah, this will ruin me. Uh, so then <laughs> Hannibal is like, okay, you're going to meet us at 8 30. I can't remember where he said to meet him, at a mm-hmm. restaurant or something, uh, and have Ellen with you. So we then have Murdoch, who was surveilling the bad guys, like mm-hmm. the goons. And those guys are in two cars. And I guess Murdoch was just watching them in case they stormed. I, I don't know why Murdoch was watching, but he was watching them. But these guys, the bad guys, are in two separate mm-hmm. cars. They leave, uh, and the A-Team, you know, Murdoch lets radios the A-Team and they start following the bad guys. He tells them which way they're going. <laughs> and this is where <laughs> the A-Team uses their van to very gently bump. So he's they're side by side with one of the other cars. Gently bump into the car, and the car like goes mm-hmm. flying yep. into the air, does a 360. It uh, flips upside down and crashes. What what did you think about this, this yeah, whole car chase Yeah, I mean, all the action
0: scene. scenes are awesome just because they're, they're very typical. I mean, at this point, you know, in 2022, they're classic stunts done by real human beings. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you and I, uh, who were born in the 80s, we've seen these stunts a million times. Uh, uh, right. But they're still awesome. And uh, the one thing, though, I was kind yeah. of surprised is, you know, B.A. was the one driving and he was the one who ran the car magically ran the car off the road and there was no quip, no quip from anyone, no quip from, uh, but uh, whatever. I still enjoyed it. I loved, uh, I mean, all of the the stunts. I mean, these stunt guys just must've been having the time of their lives uh, doing this stuff.
1: Well, I had the time of my life at the end of this car chasing because then, you know, there's the second mm-hmm. car in front of them. And what do they do to stop this? It's actually a van. And what do they do to stop the van? They use, the weird... they use their yeah. claw that they made earlier that's attached to the front of the A-team van. it claws itself onto um, the bumper of the bad guy's van. And they you just see slow down.
0: hell, to catch a van, you have to use a van. Eh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: To to catch a bad guy with a van takes a good guy with a exactly, van Exactly. Yeah. This
0: whole uh, th- yeah. this whole episode is really just about the battle of the vans. Uh,
1: and, yeah. So, anyways, uh, the uh, Ellen was in the, yeah, the uh, mm-hmm. van. The A team gets her mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, the the bad guys don't protest too much, but they are outgunned. They're out A <laughs> teamed. They're out Hannibal, yes. if you will. Um, I'm sure that they just saw Hannibal and yeah. like, oh, fuck, <laughs> you know, we can't, we
0: can't out drink <laughs> this guy. We're done. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to risk touching him with my fist. I might catch a disease. <laughs>
0: Did you hear that guy had five wives? I mean, five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyways, um, from here, uh, we cut to, um, hold on. Sorry. I accidentally, I started going off my memory. This episode was right. so enjoyable and, and right, not my right. notes. Well, they they um, go
0: to Biffy Burger, right? And that's where... Um...
1: No, 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 no that not yet. So, okay, the A-team rescues Ellen, right? Uh, but then we learn, we see Edwards very briefly. And we learned that Edwards wanted her to get rescued by the A-team because they put a tracker right. on her. You know how GPS trackers <laughs> were just very small and easily available in 1985. Sure, I mean, it must
0: have been the size of a Game Boy.
1: <laughs> well, we see it later, and it's the size of like a ring right, or a right, bracelet right. or something. It's hard to tell from the close-up, but they did because they said they put it on her wrist. So I guess it's like yeah. a bracelet. Um so then we cut to Murdoch, who's on a payphone talking to a nun, and this is where we get like one of like Murdoch being sure. weird scenes because he's impersonating like an old woman's <laughs> voice. He's asking the nun about uh, Face, because I guess Face grew up in a Catholic right. or- orphanage, and the nun like, oh, I don't have any more information. Uh, so then Murdoch hangs up, and uh, he's a little dejected, and he like, there's like this clown, like a statue of a clown or something, and F- Murdoch starts talking to it, asking the clown if, you know, Face would want to know that his dad is A.J. Yeah, I mean, Bankroft. Yeah, basically,
0: they're supposed to be at a McDonald's, but, uh, you know, they don't want to give them free advertising, so it's Biffy Burger. Uh, and yeah, and just like you said, they mm-hmm. have this ridiculous looking clown and uh, <laughs> Murdoch confides in it.
1: Yeah. And then it's pretty funny, though, like because uh, a clown is where you actually like order your food, I guess. And you hear like a, a guy after Murdoch is done, like spewing his like guts, you know, his heart out. Some guy just goes, uh, yeah. Do you want fries <laughs> with that? And it's so stupid, but Murdoch's look that that he gives back to it was pretty eighties
0: action movie slash TV show, which is great. Which is great.
1: Yeah. So now we're outside at the A Team's uh, secret cabin in the Florida Winter Woods. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Face confronts Murdoch and asks him, "Hey, what's going on? You've been acting a little weird lately." Um, And Murdoch and Peck have this like weird conversation where basically like Face. Expl- uh, explains the situation to Peck but he makes it sound like it's about yeah, somebody else like a girl or something it, yeah. It, yeah he's like oh what if somebody had something that you know they don't want you to tell somebody because they want to do it but you feel like they should know blah 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 anyways um Bancroft uh, and Ellen uh, are talking in the next scene uh, this is so Ellen's talking to her dad finally inside the cabin Ellen is mad because you know her dad abandoned her and her mom and she storms out to get some fresh air then we see outside Owens and his goons there are walking around closing the cabin in. and uh so so they they're closing in with the tracker they you can see the tracker it's this I don't it's like a quarter this it's like about half the size of a game cube <laughs> it's not small but it's not like super huge but it's this metal box that's like right. beeping and they're using that to like find out where Ellen is did you notice that the transmitter prop is reused later when a certain uh, explosion happens oh, towards the yeah. end. And oh man, yeah,
0: it's I the didn't same notice that at first, but yeah, so nice. uh, good catch.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that soon. But, uh, anyways, so the bad guys they go into the cabin, they got their guns drawn, they bust into a room, and they find a bear, a black bear. Actually, what they, we find first is there's a close up of like a pot with like a ring or a bracelet, I guess is what it is, like attached to it. And then we zoom out and see it's a black bear eating right, like honey, right? right.
0: And this so they walk oh sorry go ahead man this leads to like the most hilarious uh sort of stunt and it's sort of i guess it continues throughout the rest of the episode all of the thugs they all find a window big enough for all of them to jump through the glass well
1: well, the whole side of this room that they walk into with the black bear like one side of the room that's facing outside is practically all I don't know how they found (laughs) this this is like amazing location scouting. Right, right. Yeah. And then we get like a shot, like the camera's outside of the cabin, and we like are looking at this wall with all these windows, and it stays there for like half a second, which is just great. And then you see all the bad guys in slow motion. They like burst, they jumped out through each through a window, like you said. And that looks like a pretty hard like Yeah, yeah. And they were
0: all doing it. Now mom my question to you, Yahel, is you got these, you know, hardened, you know, government thugs who, in theory, have no problem pulling a bullet or putting a bullet in someone's head in the name of uh, the government. Why couldn't they just shoot the bear? Why did they have to run away?
1: <laughs> There's like five. Yeah, they all have a gun. You know.
0: <laughs> like they could have had bear but, stew that night, you know, or made a nice, you know, rug out of yeah. that bear. But I guess all these guys had a fear of bears. So... That led to them all jumping through the window, and it's just uh, it's a hilarious image, and uh, the timing, as you said, was was just perfect. uh, On the
1: yeah, Yeah. you got to check it out. It was really good. It was really good. Um, In the actual A Team cabin, uh, Face and Bancroft, who, and again, Face doesn't know that this is Mm -hmm. his dad. Supposedly, throughout the episode, I should say that like Murdoch doesn't really know if. Like he's not accepting it on face value just because AJ Bancroft mm-hmm. says that he's Murdoch's dad, so he's like making phone calls yeah, I mean, and uh, you know that's why he's calling right the in. nuns to like he's trying to find out, trying to confirm whether or not it's his dad or not. So that's also another reason why Murdoch doesn't want to like just throw did, that. Uh, onto, did we get to the uh, scene
0: where face. Murdoch actually asks uh, Robert Vaughn to look into
1: it? Oh okay. no, no, that's uh, in the last act, I think. Um, but uh, yeah. So face uh, is talking to Bancroft about and Bancroft is just telling him how difficult it is, you know, connect reconnecting mm. with Ellen and how she doesn't really like him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and like Peck and Bancroft have this like kind of line at the end where they both talk about how like, oh, you know, we're both criminals who would want a father or a son. You know, that's Ooh, like this. And, deep. Uh, mm. Yeah. It just right. gets you in the heartstrings. Uh, face goes outside to talk to Ellen. Ellen talks about how she read about the awful things her dad did. I would sure like to hear about some of them, but eh, I guess not. But anyways, uh, you know, and Face is like, hey, you know, just because you read those things doesn't mean that they're true and you may not know the whole story, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, Face says that like, oh, I don't know who my father uh, is, uh, but, you know, if I had a chance to see him, regardless of what he did or didn't do, I would take it, even if I didn't like him. So, Face convinces Alan to go back inside to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: her good uh, good show of sort of, like, Face's character here. Like, I don't remember, you know, very many instances where we got a chance to, like, get anything deeper than other than, hey, I'm the good-looking guy who used to be a con man, like, from Face. So, yeah, this right. a uh, pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I mean, with the exception of um, Mr. T, I I mean, even Hannibal gets, like, character Mm. development, I feel like, just because you can see who he is, uh, you know, by the few scenes Hannibal has. I mean, I guess you get it with Mr. T, too, but, you know, there's some really solid character development here for uh, kind of like the B players of the A team. Exactly. Um, Okay, Uh, moving on. Now we do have Murdoch calling General Stockwell, and he kind of (laughs) blackmails him into helping him, which I thought was pretty ballsy. So... You know, Murdoch like says, Hey, find, find, can you find out like if, you know, Bancroft really is? Use your resources to find out if he really is Face's father. And Stockwell's kind of an asshole because Stockwell's like, Why should I use my resources for this? Like, he can't be bothered to like punch a couple of the the green (laughs) flashing buttons, pick up that weird brick (laughs) phone
0: behind him and call somebody. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. So Murdoch, you know, says like, Hey, I'm a lot closer to the diary that you want to take thanks politicians than you are if you catch my drift basically saying hey i can keep this diary for myself or destroy right. it and then stockwell is like and Stockwell's like not even yeah. mad like Stockwell's like yeah. okay fine well, i'll I help mean, you out
0: well seems to me like he's just you're basically he's like a chess player like he keeps his emotions in a in a box and he's all logic baby
1: yeah and, and you know and it's almost like Almost like you get the feeling like Stockwell almost like respected, He's
0: like, Ooh, you know, that,
1: yeah, you got, uh, that Murdoch yeah, got yeah, one exactly. on you know, kind of a thing. Uh, anyways, so I will say Murdoch, quite the friend, you know, very good friend here, uh, quite the fucking yeah. bro, doing all this like legwork to try and find out. So, uh, you know, you get to see like Murdoch's mm-hmm. a really good guy. Okay. Now Murdoch and Face are having like their millionth conversation. They were like uh, outside of a feed store or a general <laughs> yeah. store. Uh, you know how we have sure, those in yeah, Florida, all Steve. Of our... And they look like a cabin. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Right. Defeat all the alligators. Yeah, you remember yeah. those from your time? And the, um, those mm, sand yes.
1: grains, sure. Right. So, anyways, uh, Murdoch, or excuse me, Face is like walking out with like some groceries. They start talking, and Face said that, says that after the mission's done, he's going to ask Ooh. Ellen out. Ellen, who might right, be his half sister. Right, right. uh, and Murdoch's reply is so funny. He just like deadpans. That's a stupid idea.
0: <laughs> and yeah, and Face was like, "Why are, are you in? Are you keen on her?"
1: Well, no. F- first, Face says like, "I don't know. He's never met. I've never met someone that I can speak to. I feel it's at such right. ease with." He's like, "There's some kind of connection."
0: <laughs> Classic incest and, and- plot here. Yeah
1: yeah, this whole like dialogue was like, and the way they played it off is funny because Murdoch is like she's not right. your type. And you know, that's when he's like, no, she is. She's like the easiest, whatever. And then like face says uh, Murdoch tells face like other women are right. your type.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Good bit of dialogue <laughs> for sure. and,
1: and then, uh, as soon as um uh, Murdoch says, you know, other women are your type, we see Owens and the bad guys show up. Uh, and they <laughs> it's so weird. Why? So they show up, Murdoch and Face are already outside the, the the general store, but they run inside, which is an enclosed space where now you're right. trapped. Well, I mean, I but guess whatever. they were
0: afraid they were going to open fire.
1: I guess. I don't know. But they don't open fire. Owens and his goons, they run after Face and Murdoch in the general store. They get into a big fist fight. Nobody pulls out a weapon. These are gentlemen.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, this is a really nice <laughs> feed store. They don't want to mess it up with bullets.
1: Yeah, yeah. And thank goodness there's no one in else in the feed store, even right, employees. Right. Did yeah. you notice that? So anyways, uh, Murdoch and Face very easily defeat uh, Owens and his goons. Do they tie them up, Steve? Do they do anything to make sure they're not a problem again in the future? Nope. No. They just get in their car and drive back to the A-team cabin. Uh, once Murdoch and Face are back at the cabin, they tell everyone that Owens and his goons are on their way. <laughs> so... You know, they... <laughs> You could have stopped them from being that is on the irresponsible.
0: way. I mean, yeah, you could have duct taped them up. You could have shot them like, but they needed them for that. Th-
1: you but you could have finally killed someone. You have licenses they to needed, kill uh,
0: that. They needed them for that third act shootout.
1: Yeah. Which is glorious in it all is, fairness. It really so. Is. Uh, so anyways, so Murdoch and face are like, yeah, we got to go. The Owens and his men are coming. And then Ellen reveals. Yeah, well, my dad. Dad just died. Right, right. Because he's like, We need to get Bancroft, and she's like, He's dead. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to the them that they've buried Bancroft. It's like a they they made like a makeshift grave.
0: Yeah. Just ba- bury him right there in Florida. Don't right tell there, anyone. No funeral.
1: Yeah. Nothing. Um, they call that the,
0: I, who knows um, what ba- Oh shoot, I forgot. They call that the Saddam special, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, he's just like in this unmarked grave out there. And did Um, you notice
0: that, of course, Mr. T and Reyes were the ones who had to do the digging? They're the ones sitting there holding the shovels. It's like, come on. Come on, guys. Let's everyone pitch in, especially you, Hannibal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then the weird thing is, like, Murdoch and Faith said that Owens and his men were coming. Mm -hmm. But the next scene is Owens and his men. Like, Owens just found out from somebody that they were what cabin they had actually rented. Right. And now they're on their way. But whatever. Um, Peck and Face are having another conversation. We actually see them mid-conversation. Murdoch has already told Peck that Bancroft was possibly his father. Face is really mad that, like, he didn't tell him sooner. And they have, like, a pretty good back and forth. Oh, absolutely. Um, really good dialogue, really good acting. Uh, at one point, Peck, like, shoves down, uh, shoves Murdoch down to the ground. Uh, and that's when kind of, like, Murdoch kind of comes back and he's like, Hey, if you were in my position... You know, you might have done the same thing. And plus, if let's say Bancroft hadn't died and he told you, you would have been thanking me for letting him tell you yourself, his self and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they both make their their points.
0: I wonder if like they I wonder how early they knew this was going to be their last season. And. If, uh, you know, Murdoch and, uh, face the actors were just like, uh, Hey, can you give us uh, a little something more, you know, so we go out on a high yeah. note, you know, something for the old reel, even though they probably didn't need a reel after this show. I mean, it was yeah. like the number one show in the world for a while. Right. But, uh, yeah, I just, questions well, I don't, that I, don't I don't know
1: because, you know, Steve, there's a chance that, you know, because we watched the show when we were so little mm. and we watched it so long ago that maybe like, we just don't remember that they had character development as off more often than they really did well, I, or it went over our heads cause we didn't care.
0: Right. I mean, that's possible, but I did happen to, I mean, I try not to read reviews um, cause I don't want it to affect me, but I did notice like the title of one of the reviews on IMDB for this episode was that uh, like great character piece that isn't normal in an ATM episode. I mean, I'm butchering the title, <laughs> but that's basically what it says. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So, well, Either way, uh, a great little character scene. Both mm-hmm. guys get to flex their acting muscles. And again, the dialogue that was written was was great, mm-hmm. so they were set up for success for sure. Uh, Owens and uh, his four goons show up at the cabin. Hannibal walks out to greet them. <laughs> He's walking out with a giant like silver shiny gun. Cigar in mouth, yeah. Cigar in mouth, gloves in hand. Yeah. This looks like the kind of gun you would, like, earn after grinding for, like, 50 hours in Res- Destiny or something. Resident
0: Evil, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: it looks like some weird gun you have to buy on Call of Duty or something. <laughs> uh, anyways, so um, Owens and the four bad guys, like I said, they show up. Uh, they're greeted by uh, Hannibal. And the bad guys, Owens says, you know, actually Hannibal first has a quip. He says, uh, oh, you guys are early. Thanksgiving dinner isn't till four. (laughs) Owen says that they have the firepower to level the cabin and they demand that, you know, they bring out Bancroft. And the A-team, I guess. (sighs) (laughs) So, Steve. Yes. Did the A-team bring a mannequin uh with them to florida or was there just having to be one at this well, cabin?
0: See, you know reyes is a special effects master so you just have to assume ah. he's got like these kits that have like dummies and you know uh, animatronics and all kinds of crazy crap in there i mean but you know they could just they stored it in the van you hell know? it was in the van the it, it's time.
1: weird see because i was just about to say that the van in the shots when they're driving to florida the van's empty <laughs>
0: uh maybe it's in the back uh underneath there's oh. something like
1: that uh you know okay. uh All yeah right. whatever just All go right. with it just go with it but whatever anyways so bankroft um is wheeling out to greet them but you know he's supposed to be dead <laughs> we quickly realize <laughs> oh. that uh it is a dummy
0: it would have been funny a if uh,
1: remote controlled
0: yeah 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 explain what it is go ahead
1: so, it's actually a dummy. At first, I thought they were going to do some Weekend at Bernie's.
0: Oh, that's a, like, Rand should have been like, B.A., you're going to love this. We did it at
1: Weekend at Bernie's. Why didn't they just, like, use the actual corpse?
0: I think people would consider that a little ghoulish, you hell, for <laughs> TV. I guess.
1: Just a little bit. <laughs> I guess, sure. Especially considering what happens and next. They so they
0: buried him, too, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a remote. Well, he would have looked fresh. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's true. Anyways. So, it's a the, the wheelchair is being driven by Ray as via a remote control. Mm-hmm. The remote control is the same prop as the a tracker thing mm-hmm. from earlier. Uh, and then uh, Owens, I'm so glad that they immediately recognize it's a dummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Owens yells, oh, it's a dummy. Uh, and then... <laughs> <laughs> then the dummy and the wheelchair explode. Of course, because you just have <laughs> and,
0: to work as many explosions into the 18 scripts as you can.
1: And it's a pretty large explosion. And, you know, they show a shot of it where it's maybe like 40 feet from the actors or Owens and I it's you know, could have been stunt people at this point because it's shot from the back. But man, they could have easily gotten like lots of shrapnel. Uh maybe it's a fake. You know, wheelchair or something. Right. I, I would think that they, you know, thought about that. But
0: um, anyways, that, uh, there's a funny piece of uh, sort of dialogue that we kind of skipped over before. Uh, Bernie comes out on his uh, wheelchair. Um, it's, uh, it's. I think it's um, Hannibal. He's. He says, "Oh no, no, it's um, Owens." He says, "I don't give a rat's brain." Like,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Owens says, so "I don't give a rat's brain about." I don't right. know. I can't remember. I thought about Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, and yeah.
0: And then he says, uh, and then Hannibal, Hannibal actually says. quips back with like, uh, uh, "Why didn't I write it down?" Something. He of, says
1: something like, "Oh, that's funny because you've got uh, a rodent's brain." Yeah,
0: yeah. Like like that. And then out comes uh, the the weekend, at, the classic weekend at Bernie's yeah. in a wheelchair. Um, routine Um, but uh, anyway this
1: episode has a lot of references to rodents for some reason you can make a drinking game out of it
0: so basically we get um the typical not to hijack you here but we get the classic sort of in the climax shootout that you get in all uh, right right and uh, anyway take it away yeah
1: the wheelchair explodes and immediately they start the shootout they both start shooting at each other and steve this shootout is i mean they shoot at each other as i wrote here in all caps a lot (laughs) that also when they when When they blew up the wheelchair, I wrote in all caps in my notes, why is the A-team so extra?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the A-team, baby. That's what makes them the A-team. Yeah. All right, if you think that was extra, man, if you started taking shots every time a guy went through a window, you'd be so drunk by the end of this episode. (laughs) And there's this, like, everybody, like, once they're shot, they immediately go through a window. It's I'm pretty sure uh, it was parodied on – like maybe the Naked Gun or Hot Shots Part 2 or something, uh, but yeah, it, it just that's just one yeah, of those stunts. Th- th- that- There's got to
1: be like yeah, because even in the General Store mm-hmm. fight, guys get thrown through the window. Yeah. Uh, during the shootout, Mr. T breaks a window, <laughs> but it's like weird because it's like he's it's like a window on a door, and he's like could just stick his side out. <laughs> but instead he like breaks the window to shoot through it. It's so weird. There was a
0: sale on candy glass back then. So
1: I guess so. Um, But yeah, and this shootout is crazy. Uh, Like there's so many bullets being fired. Like the A-team is shooting with like uh, not a drop of blood. No one gets hit. The the A-team is like shooting uh, semi-automatic like machine guns. Yeah, there's guy like Dwight Schultz, or not Dwight Schultz, Murdoch. Uh, you know, he comes out from a field with like a, uh, some kind of machine gun or something. Yeah, it's the most masculine and, uh,
0: thing ever. It, it, it.
1: <laughs> and then, Steve, but then there's like a million fucking explosions because mm-hmm. I guess I guess Frank, I, I didn't realize that at first, cause I was like, did the A-Team just like plant a bunch of like explosives around the compound? I
0: just assumed Reyes did cap? it. Yeah, yeah,
1: he... Uh... Right, and now it makes sense that it's Reyes because he's even like punching buttons. Like he makes like a... A little mini cabin explode that's near some of the bad guys. Right, right. Uh, And then uh, at one point... And there's, like, so much smoke. Uh, like, I mean, this is, like, for a firefight with only 10 people, this looks like a war, war zone. zone. Like, yeah. it is heck...
0: You could tell they uh, really ha- had the budget still uh, for yes. the A-team at this point. Um,
1: this is, like, something you'd expect to see, like, in an 80s action movie. Yeah. Like, the level of explosions... I mean, there's like 10 maybe explosions, maybe more. Um, anyway, some of the bad guys uh, get into one of their vehicles and they start to get away. Ellen tells Frank, Frankie, oh, they're getting away. He says something. I can't remember what his quip is, but he's got something for them. Do you remember what he is quips? that when he
0: says, oh, I'm a special effects master?
1: that's right yeah. yep that's when he says it and he like pulls on some other weird lever he has no normal like no. buttons or uh, no, yeah, no his
0: ipad to, with apps on it right
1: <laughs> but this this is the kind of guy that steampunks
0: everything yeah. basically <laughs>
1: uh he's one of those guys so yeah. he uses some weird lever pulls on something he makes an explosion that the bad guys just happen to drive over right, uh of go off the van that they're in, or I think maybe it was a Jeep. It like explodes into the air. It rolls over like three times and it's like on fire. But clearly
0: no one is inside it. Like they didn't even know is inside. In it. Yeah.
1: Right. And then the next scene, the ne- then we cut to like all the bad guys are like apprehended basically.
0: up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They, they've all been rounded Not up by a the A team. No blood, one got hurt. No
0: scrapes, no bruises. Yeah.
1: No one even has like dirt yeah. on their suits. It's amazing. <laughs>
0: Man, those were the days. It, it, those were the days.
1: It's like they just finished playing paintball gun and just took off, like, the paint suits. Right, and now right. they're just, like, normal. And now they're buddies again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, the team like I said, they apprehended the bad guys. We uh, cut to the Capitol again, to Washington, mm-hmm. where the committee is there, again, with Edwards interviewing him. And they're about to confirm him. The uh, chair of the committee says that they've uh, found no reason not to confirm him. But then, of course, Ellen makes a dramatic entrance uh, into the hearing she asked to speak. They let her this
0: is highly unorthodox that's, that's, Yeah, basically it's one of those kind of scenes.
1: Yeah. highly unorthodox, but I'll allow it kind of kind of scenes uh, So she has the diary with her. She says that her dad gave her her his diary before he died mm-hmm. um, she mentions that he died on Thanksgiving um, And uh, she starts giving uh, the different members of the committee uh, and Edwards, of course, protested, oh, you can't let her in here and yada yada. Right. And she pulls the, I'm an American citizen <laughs> and it is my right to speak at this hearing and I am requesting to speak. And Edwards is like, oh, we can't do it. And that's when the head of the committee is like, Edwards, uh, it's the law.
0: Yeah. We have to. <laughs> right.
1: But be quick. Yeah. Anyways, it should have
0: just been so Steve she, Rogers himself, like laying it down. Right. Yeah.
1: So as she hands out uh, a copy of the diary to all of the members, she starts thumbing through it. She says that, you know, the diary is going to reveal that she was in cahoots with her dad, who was a known criminal, AJ Bancroft. The committee, after thumbing through it, says that they're going to suspend the confirmation while they investigate the diary further. Then we cut to, uh, you know, so Edwards is going to get his comeuppance, basically, it seems. Uh, Yes. Uh, Murdoch and Face uh, are waiting. They're talking uh, they're back at still at the cabin area, and they're waiting to hear from Stockwell about whether or not Bancroft is uh, Face's dad or not. Stockwell calls during this, uh, and we don't hear the conversation. We just basically it's just Face picks up the phone, uh, or Murdoch picks up the phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then has, <laughs> and then uh, it was very reminiscent of Dean Lerner. Oh and, yeah, one hundred percent. You know. Yes. Anyway, so he's like, yeah. Bancroft was your dad. Right. And uh and by this point, Murdoch and Face have already made yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. They're friends. Um uh, yeah. And uh yeah, they actually had kind of made up at the end of their argument anyway. sure. Anyways. sure, uh, sure. Uh, you know. But uh anyways, so Murdoch or Face is like, Oh, this is like mm-hmm. a dream. And then he walks over to uh Ellen, who is at the makeshift grave for Bancroft. He puts his hand around her and he says, Hey, would you like to get some dinner tonight? Right. And he kisses her full tongue. Uh, didn't happen. To you... Uh during the credits and I don't know if this is something that they did in other seasons I don't remember. I don't I don't know if you do, but uh they play like little clips, like 3 second clips from throughout the episode and then it'll freeze frame on like and then show like the executive producer so and so and then play a little bit more and then from another scene and um it was, it was really cool. They played the theme song again throughout this, so you know, it's you you have multiple reasons to stick around and learn about the <laughs> the fine men and women that created this. Uh do do you remember if they did that? Yeah,
0: I would say that's uh almost like a trope of most eighties T V where they would do the uh you know, stop start kind of in credits thing. Uh with, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think uh that was they were doing that for a while. So uh yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah,
1: but yeah, that is uh the a-team family business they uh their thanksgiving episode yeah which uh kind
0: of a downer for the a-team i mean they won and everything but it's a downer for for templeton peck aka faceman because uh he never got to meet his dad but um well
1: he no he met his dad he talked to his dad
0: but he didn't get to like hear him i guess uh yeah, admit it, basically.
1: Right, um, and and they had a moment, you know, th- their scene where they talk like uh, alone is it's really well done as as well, you know.
0: Oh, I, um, I agree. Now, do you remember? I believe it was in the late '80s when uh, DC had that call-in where people could decide if uh, Jason Todd, you yep. know, the new Robin, could, could live, live or die. die. They did the same thing for this episode, um, where people could call in and they could decide if. Bancroft was actually face his dad or not and I guess they decided uh, that it was
1: wow that's kind of, I mean that's cool uh, that they did that it's also very low stakes because yeah. it doesn't really matter <laughs> right. in the grand scheme of things especially since you're, they're gonna kill off Bancroft anyways but still that's pretty cool yeah yeah
0: alright well are you ready to render a verdict I am All
1: right, here we go. I, 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 I am wired and peppered to verdict <laughs> render a verdict
0: Awesome. All right, uh, A-Team member Velasquez. Uh, do you think that uh, the A-Team Thanksgiving episode, Family Reunion, uh, should be uh, remembered for all of human history or tossed into the void of obscurity never to be heard from again?
1: Uh, well, I, absolutely, I'm sure people can tell, uh, I throughout the episode, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, the only thing I didn't like was that I had to, was all the pausing I had to do to like type stuff up, but, <laughs> right, <of course>. uh, <laughs> no, but like, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's a lot of humor, there's good character stuff as we've discussed that nauseum. there's fun little action scenes. And again, uh, because I, I don't want to say that they hold up. It, they don't hold up in the sense that like they're not as chaotic or crazy as like a modern action scene is going to be in a lot of cases uh but you know it's all practical they're using real cars. they're not even using miniatures like i said earlier so it's so much fun to watch it's visceral it's more visceral absolutely
0: yeah
1: uh so yeah i i i loved it and uh, i'm very tempted to go and watch uh, some more a team after this uh, what about you
0: Oh, yeah, I uh, agree basically with everything you said there. I was actually surprised with uh, how much I enjoyed it because, you Mm -hmm. know, a lot of the time um, when we, you know, look back on these like action shows that we watched uh, as kids there and you go back and watch them, you realize that there really wasn't that much action because, you know, they were trying to keep their uh, budgets low and, you know, there's just a... A lot of like talking until maybe like the last five, ten minutes, but uh, man, the A team in season five, they were still bringing it. Um, yeah, and uh, the writing was great. I mean, I feel like most Stephen J. Cannell stuff is usually uh, written pretty well, and yeah, there was a surprising amount of character work for what normally is considered a you know cheesy uh, 80s action show. Um, so uh, so yeah, I I think I'm gonna try to catch a few more episodes as well. I mean, of course, there was never any danger of canceling the A Team because it's a classic show. And I mean, I wish there was more feature films to go off the first one, which you should definitely uh, check out. But um, but yeah, awesome time. I kind of wish there was more for uh, there was a little more Mr. T in this one. But um, yeah,
1: this one was very Mr. T light, and I feel like Hannibal is featured more heavily usually too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he that guy, I mean, look, we, we've been crapping on um, what's his George Pappard, yeah. but, uh, you know, I mean, he does make the most of his scenes and uh, he does a great job with the Hannibal character. It mm-hmm. doesn't sound like it was much of a stretch for him to do.
0: Uh, <laughs> he managed to, yeah. to get his uh, masseur into the opening scene uh, somehow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I... I yeah, I wish I would have liked to have seen maybe a little more of Mr. T and Reyes, but you know, they there was a lot going on there for with face and Murdoch, so you know, a couple characters had to take a back seat uh, in order to make the episode yeah. work. I'm sure there's plenty of them in other episodes, so
1: oh, I'm sure, yeah.
0: Uh, without uh, further ado, um, this episode uh, shall be remembered. In accordance to Obscurity to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes.
1: Good show. Good, good show. Did it, was it just me, Steve, or did Mr. T look like he uh, had like slimmed down quite a bit? Yeah, 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 he didn't seem uh,
0: yeah, as bulky as uh, as normal. Yeah, I mean. Yeah.
1: definitely not nearly as jacked. And uh, I, I brought it up because when I was looking at Eddie Velez's uh, Frankie's IMDb, there were a couple pictures of him and Mr. T mm-hmm. uh, from like late the last season. And yeah, and one of them, like Mr. T's like in a football jersey, like, you know, with pads and everything. Mm-hmm. But you can see his arms and his arms are pretty small. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wonder, wonder what happened.
0: Hmm.
1: Maybe Hulk stopped hooking him up with his vitamins, brother. <laughs>
0: yeah vitamins Mm -hmm. uh but uh, he
1: he didn't say enough prayers (laughs) oh that's the problem yeah yeah Uh, yeah you got to take your vitamins and say your prayers and then uh switch over
0: to the secret and you know use the power of uh yeah oh oh, 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 yeah, yeah yeah
1: i don't know if you remember that was what uh hogan would always say for those that don't know right He would always tell his little Hulksters to uh, eat your vitamins. And I almost said, eat your prayers and say your vitamins. (laughs) Do you
0: remember the, uh, this is coming back to me. Ico Pro? No, I was going to say, do you remember the episode of the A-Team that had Hulk on it?
1: Oh, man. Um, Where he plays a wrestler,
0: like big, big stretch.
1: Uh, You know what? Like. I I feel like I remember him being on there, but I can't remember the episode. But, uh, you know, we should probably maybe at some point do a Hulk Hogan month. There's certainly more than enough uh, out there. And every time we've covered his uh, various forms of media, we've explored for better or worse. It's a good time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, an 18 episode with the Hulk on it or Hulk Hogan is uh, definitely something worth checking out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's probably a guaranteed save, you know. Uh, I'm sure we won't obliterate it, but uh, who cares? It'll be fine.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, uh, that is pretty much our show. Uh, Make sure you tune in next week where we will be watching the horror comedy Thanksgiving 2. It's becoming a a tradition around here to watch uh, Thanksgiving uh, on uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, maybe you'll want to make it your... uh, Your tradition as well i don't know we'll uh we'll have to wait and find out Uh, did you have anything else to add before we sign
1: off here uh no Uh, i know you mentioned it i mentioned it at the top but just in case anybody missed it you can watch the a-team free of charge on tubi and uh the video quality is excellent uh i know sometimes some of the 80s stuff on there looks pretty bad freddy's nightmares looks like it was like taken off like a recorded vh of a vhs or something Yeah, like, 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 like maybe like the 10th generation, you know, of a recording from a VHS. It's very bad. But uh, A-Team looks pristine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looks great.
0: Yep. And uh, speaking of uh, pristine, uh, make sure you stay tuned for an Escape to Earth promo. Uh, I think I'm going to do like a Black Friday sale on uh, the website and I don't know, maybe cut the price in half. So. If you're looking for, uh, yeah, a comic to read, um, definitely check out Escape to Earth. There'll be links in the uh, description um, to where you can buy your copy. And um, yeah, make sure you like, share and subscribe, all that stuff. And we'll see you next Sunday for Thanksgiving 2. Uh, take it easy. Bye-bye. You've been in- I'm having a weird, weird day. My name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty, backwards planet. So start talking. Either to me, or my okay, okay. I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Uh, come on, man! I thought you were gonna die. Oh, Cut me loose! Behind you! Whoa! Ah. Thought I was done for. It was gonna be a light snack for a snarling creature, but then she showed up. Riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing And with a wave of her hand The other razor-toothed beast just stomped away I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life I thought I'd say something clever Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could Because I think she was trying to read my mind or something And from there, things just got even weirder 36 pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue one available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com. Featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Hack now while supplies last. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.